Well, we're going to open up the Bible to Genesis chapter 48. And this is a very important, you know, we talk about prayer. And we talk about the importance of blessing our children, right? And so we're going to see here some interesting blessings come about. If you've read it, you probably said some of those blessings weren't such a blessing, were they? So again, it's how we bless our children. We can't then be expected to see them any different than what we're saying, right? So it's very important to what we say and what, how we bless. And we see that here in the scripture. Also, we note that, uh, as you'll see, this is the scripture that brings in that we should pray about our children being like Ephraim and Manasseh. So what, why, you know, we pray the, the prayer of Aaron over them, right? May the Lord bless you and keep you. You're going to notice something very clear in that message, right? It's the you, right? May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance. May he smile down upon you and give you shalom peace. So that prayer is a prayer between us and God. God protecting us, looking over us, watching us. And that is really our connection with God. We have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. You know, we don't have to go through his secretary, right? We go directly to God. And God wants that one-on-one -on -one connection with us. And we see that through how he is and how he uh, encourages us to bless the children. I also want you to notice as we're reading the scripture, notice the order of Ephraim and Manasseh. Right? Who's the younger? No. Ephraim is. Ephraim's the younger, right? Manasseh's the older. But we're going to see how it switches even in the writing of what's going on and how we see it take place. So hopefully I'll make through this. I'm going to drink a lot of water and take a cough drop. So hopefully we will survive. Are you all ready? Do you have faith? Uh-oh, it's empty. All right. After this... I'll read that version since it's different than mine. After these things, someone told Joseph, Behold, your father is sick. So he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, with him, right? Being the correct order. As we go on. When someone told Jacob, saying, Behold, your son Joseph has come to you, Israel summoned his strength and sat up in bed. Then Jacob said to Joseph, El Shaddai appeared to me in Luz, in the land of Canaan and blessed me. He said to me, I am going to make you fruitful and multiply, multiply you and turn you into an assembly of people and I will give the land to your seed after you as an everlasting possession. I want to stop right there for a second. What do we remember about Jacob? He was the youngest, right? Something very important we see. What about Joseph? He was the second youngest, right? He, he wasn't the youngest, but at the time he was the youngest when he was thought he had died, right? 
would have he had Benjamin if they had already had, if Joseph was still alive? We never will know, right? But he's, again, not the oldest, but the youngest. And we see here something that what God does in time is when major events are going to take place in the Jewish people, it, the order of blessing switches. And this is what, are y'all hot? We need to turn the air on. I'm seeing a lot of people, no, you're going, no, I'm seeing people going like this. So either all of our women are going through menopause, <laughs> or it's a little, and it's a little warm in here. Alright, the, the, they're rebelling against me. I'm trying to be helpful. <laughs> so, alright, where was I? I'm going to get out of this mess. So now your two sons who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt, they are what? Mine. Ephraim and Manasseh. He changes the name, the order here. Why is this? So first of all, what is he now saying? He's basically saying that your two sons are no longer your sons, they're my sons. Right? So how many tribes do we have? Fourteen. He just added two. If you want to be technical, both are half tribes, so there's thirteen, right? So there's between thirteen to fourteen tribes now. And they get inheritance in the land, right? We know that later on in the story. So we're seeing this take place. He claims them as his children. Just like Reuben and Simeon. In other words, just like I had, you know, one woman give birth, right, to these children. They're my children. He is counting them as his own. But he switched the, the names, right? Any descendants of yours whom your father after them will be yours. They will be identified by their names of their brothers for their inheritance. So again, he's signifying that these children are considered his. Very important to understand. Now, as for me, when I come from Padan to my sorrow, Rachel died along the way in the land of Canaan while we were still in the di a distance from Ephraim, uh, Ephraimath. Ephraimath, thank you. And I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. So we know they were there near in, in, in Jerusalem, right? Near Jerusalem. Goes on to say, Then Israel saw Joseph's sons and said, Who are these? Joseph said to his father, They are my sons, whom God has given me here. So who does he give the credit to? God. He understands the calling and the purpose here. He said to them, please bring them uh, to me so that I may bless them. Now Israel's eyes had grown heavy with old age. He could not see, so he brought them near to him and he kissed them and hugged them. Then Israel said to Joseph, to see your face I did not expect. And look, God has let me see your offspring as well. Which is a true amazing that you realize they bring him into the land. He's almost at his, on his deathbed when they bring him there. Thinking he was, that he had, would never, you know, his son had died to find out the truth. And not only did he get to see his son, he got to see his children. So it's a very emotional time as well, right? Then, jo 
dramatic pause. Then Joseph took them from his knees and bowed them with his face down to the ground. Then Joseph took the two of them, Ephraim with his right hand across from Israel's left, and Manasseh with his left hand across from Israel's right, and brought them close to him. So what did he do? He puts them in the right position for Ephraim to not receive the, 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 you know, the firstborn blessing, but Manasseh to receive that, and Ephraim to receive the second. Right? So again, we see that, the, and again, when he mentions them, what does he do? He mentions the second one first, and then Ephraim last, even though he's showing that he's the one to receive the rightful blessing. Next verse. But Israel stretched out his right hand and placed it upon Ephraim's head, though he was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head, crossing his hands. Though Manasseh was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my father Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has shepherded me throughout my life to this day, the angel who redeemed me from all evil, may he bless the boys and may they be called by my name and by the name of my father Abraham and Isaac. May they multiply to be multitude in the midst of the land. So again, he's taking ownership of these two children. So remember in Hebrew, you're known by what? When we, when we bring someone up to read the Torah, what do we give them? It's the father, you know, so mine is um, uh, Shir Ben Shir Labish, right? I'm the, the name of my, after my father. He's, <coughs> what he's doing here, he's basically saying, no longer will they be the son of Joseph, but the son of Israel. So we see here that importance again at taking place and how that comes to be. When Joseph saw his father place his right hand upon Ephraim's head, it was wrong in his eyes. Why was it wrong in his eyes? Because he understood that he was supposed to receive, that his son was supposed to receive, the oldest son receives the blessing, right? That's why he specifically put him in that place. So he took, his fa took hold of his father's hand and removed it from Ephraim's head and uh, to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to his father, Not like that, my father, because this one's the firstborn. Put your right hand upon his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He will also become a people, and he will also be, become great. But his younger brother, young power rules, youngest son rules, right? Power to us. We will take over the world one day, don't tell them. But his younger brother will become greater than he, and his seed will be the fullness of the what? Nations. Then he, will, then he blessed them that day, saying, In you shall Israel be blessed by saying, My God makes you, may God make you like what? Ephraim. Ephraim and Manasseh. Again, the name has now switched. So we saw from the beginning of the chapter how it switched over. Thus he put Ephraim before Manasseh.
Now, another reason why we notice here something that Ephraim and Manasseh did that no other brothers that this happened to did do. They didn't argue. They didn't fight. They took it as God's word and, and, and was glad. And that's why another reason why we pray over our children to be like Ephraim and Manasseh. To not be argumentative and bitter, but to take life as we see it and, and to bring it into understanding. So we have a beautiful picture there. Then Israel said to Joseph, Look, I'm about to die, but God will be with you and will bring you back to the land of your fathers. Now you realize so that was a promise there, right? He realized that it will no longer he's telling that you will not stay in Egypt forever, but that you will return to the land. Now I myself give you uh, one one portion more than your brothers that which I took from the from the hand of the Amorites, which my sword and with my sword and my bow. Next, is that it? No, that's not it. Next, that's it. That's it. Then go to verse chapter forty nine. That was good. I forgot to tell you, it's the medicine. It's messing with me. It's that black seed oil. It's got something in it. Ready? Now, here's what we see in 49 is the blessing of the children coming up. And we're not going to read them all. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I'll decide that in a moment. But what I want you to notice as we read over the blessings, are they really blessings? So, and why is he doing this? So we really see, you know, it, it, you remember, this is the, 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 the fathers of the 12 tribes. And we see how those tri tribes are later on, right? And even today, how many of you, you know, you, you meet people, that you ask them what tribe they're from, there's usually two answers, and they are Judah and Levites, right? How many people you meet and say, hey, I'm from the tribe of Gad? Go Gad. Yay Gad, right? Tribe of Issachar, right? You only hear a lot of them, right? I think you're going to see why in a minute. Jacob called his sons and said to them, Gather together so that I can tell you what will happen to you in the last days. Now here's a prophecy. Now also remember, Jacob did what? He wrestled with God, right? He knew who the Messiah was. He wrestled with the Messiah. He saw a precarnate of Yeshua. Hello. What was that? That was you? That was not you. Hello, Lord. I'm doing it right, right? Okay. We talk about gremlins in the system. Something is definitely not right. So... As they figure it out, call Dan. No. <laughs> so where was I? Come on now, help me out here. He wrestled with God, right? And he knew who the Messiah truly was. And God wouldn't let him speak. Do you see the difference? I did not plan that. That was a good example, right? He kind of shut him up and, and brought him to that point. So what we see here is that as he assembled them 
And he, he brought them in to listen, and he said, listen to your father Israel. Verse 3. Reuben, my firstborn, are you, my vigor and my firstborn, my power, endowed with extra uh, dignity, endowed with extra strength. Like water boiling over, you will not have extra, for you got up into your father's bed when you defied a maid's um, count. Simon and Levi are brothers. Instruments of violence are their knives. In their secret counsel, may my soul not enter. In their uh, may my, my, may may my honor never be united. For in their anger they slew men, and in their self-will they what made oxen. Now here's something interesting. Remember when the Israelites, they come and Moses comes back and they had gone you know, astray? Who does he send in to kill those who had gone against God? The Levites. See the connection? And what did they use? Swords. So we see even generation, those generational curses, if you want to look at it, comes into place, Right? And how it all comes together. So we have to be very careful. Again, when you pray over someone, you're not only praying over them, you're praying over generations to come. So you need to be careful with what you say and how you say it. Cursed be their anger, for it was strong, and their rage for it was cruel. I will dis um, despise them in Jacob. I will uh, uh, disperse them in Jacob. I will scatter them in Israel. Remember, the Levites what? had no inheritance. They don't, they're scattered throughout. They're not given a land. We see this take place right here in the Word. Judah, so you are. Your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on your enemy's neck. Your father's son will what? Bow down to you. Where does, it try, where does our Messiah come from? What tribe? Judah. Judah. Right? He goes on to say, As a lion's cub is Judah... For the prey, my for the prey, my son, you have gone up. He what? Crouches, lies down like a lion, or like a lioness who what? Would rouse, uh, would rouse him. Verse fifty. The scepter will not pass away from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he to whom it belongs will come. To him will be the what? Obedience of the people. It's Messiah, right? He's clearly talking about the promise of Messiah. So we see here in this blessing, by him blessing it, he's telling us where the Messiah, what tribe of the Messiah will come from. Binding his foot <coughs> to the vine, his donkey cult, donkey's colt to the choice vine, he washes his garments in wine, and the blood of his garments, his robe. I don't know why, but what color does that make? Purple. What's the color of royalty? Purple. Didn't figure that one out for a while, right? There you go. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth are whiter than milk. Who's this? Zebulon, right? All we know from him is from Star Trek. 
Guys, guys who wrote it were Jewish. Now you know where some of the names come. Remember, I think it was movie number three in the next generation, the people of the Barcoos. When I heard it, I started laughing. The people, were, they were blessed, right? But they were called the Barcoos. Look, at, I'm not making this stuff up. They're called the Barcoos, right? We'll dwell by the seashore and uh, be by a harbor for ships. His distant board, borders reaches Sidon. Issachar is a strong-boned donkey lying down between two saddlebags. I have no idea what that means. And I don't know, I, could you imagine being here, your father's giving you these blessings, and you're hearing some, and your father basically called you a donkey with two saddlebags. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Really appreciate that, right? He saw at a resting place was good, and that the land was pleasant. He leaned his shoulders to bear a burden and became uh, a forced laborer. So he's basically telling him that you're going to become a hard worker, right? What every Jewish kid wants to hear. You can't be an accountant or a lawyer. You're going to be the hard labor guy. Dan will judge his people as one of the tribes of, as one of the tribes of Israel. So Dan is a lawyer. No wonder they're not part of the, in the, in the, in the last 144,000. Right? They list all of them. The tribe of Dan is not... There'll be no lawyers in the end days. Praise the Lord. Sorry, Jay. Let Dan be a serpent beside a road and a viper beside a path. He strikes the horse's heels so that its rider falls backwards. For your salvation I wait, Adonai. Gad. Yay, Gad. Right? Here's that Gad. Attackers will attack him, but he will attack their heels. Again, yay, right? Asher, rich is his food. He will pro provide del delicacies fit for a king. So if you're from the tribe of Asher, you're probably a really good cook. Right? Tribe of Gad, you're probably a warrior. Tribe of Dan, a lawyer. What was the tribe before that? What? Issachar. So we're already forgetting about him, right? He's a donkey holder. He, he, right? He's a laborer. All right. Neftalia is a what? Doe let loose, who offers words of beauty. Must be a writer. See how it all comes together? A fruitful son is Joseph, a fruitful son besides a spring. Daughters walk along a wall. The archers were bitter and shot arrows and were hostile towards him. Boy, was that not true, right? He's talking about his brothers. Yet his bow was always filled and his arm quick moving. By the hands of the mighty one of Jacob, from there is a shepherd, the stone of Israel. Think about it. He always had the ability to attack back, but never did. Right? He was always armed, but didn't use that against God's will. From the God of your father who helps you and, and Shaddai who blesses you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep 
that lies below blessings of the breast and the womb. The blessing of your father surpassed the blessing of the ancient mountains, the desire of the everlasting hills. May they be upon Joseph's head, upon the crown of the one set apart from his brothers. Now what did he just do? He mentions that he's what? He, he, remember the thing that bothered him at the beginning of the whole story? That one day he and his sons would have to bow down to him, but yet he's calling him a, king, a prince. Right? He's fulfilling that scriptural promise. Benjamin is a raving wolf. In the morning he devours his spoils, and in the evening he divides his plunder. These are the tribes of Israel, twelve in all. That is what, the, what their father spoke to them. He blessed them. Each one he blessed with a what? Suitable blessing. Go Gad. Right? But what we see here as it generations pass is these blessings continue to go down. So I want to encourage you. Pray over your children. But pray them to be, don't pray them to be like Gad, right? Or Gad's not Issachar, right? Pray them to be, you know, give them the blessings that they, they can be proud of, that they can advance on. Because that's what God's power and authority has been given to us. You know, Yeshua told us when he told, you know, the last thing he does on earth is what? Praise the prayer of Aaron over them. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance and give you shalom peace in Messiah, the Prince of Peace. Amen. I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. I made it through. It's a miracle. Abba Father, we just come before you right now. And Lord, we know we can't be your child. We want to receive your blessing. But we can't be your child without your son Yeshua in our hearts. And Lord, right now, I just ask with every eye closed, every head bowed, those here live in the congregation, those watching on TV and those watching later on as it's archived, we want to give you a chance right now. If you don't know Yeshua as your Messiah and you're ready to receive those blessings that God wants to give to you, all you need to do is first receive his son Yeshua into your heart. And to do that, all you need to do is say a simple prayer. If you're watching online, you see the information on your screen, you can contact us wherever you are around the world, and we will contact you and pray with you that prayer of salvation. But if you're here right now in the congregation with every eye closed and every head bowed, and you're ready to say yes to him, all you need to do is raise your hand and say a simple prayer. Is there anyone, anyone at all? And Abba, Father, as we come before you right now, Lord, let us continue to receive your blessing. Lord, let us be good and faithful children to you. And Lord, let us bless the next generations. And Lord, if there are uh, curses within generations before us, Lord, we ask that they be broken right now. We break those generational curses. 
Lord, we thank you for giving us that blessing and opportunity to be able to do that, to recognize it, and to get rid of it right now. We ask this in your Son, Yeshua's precious name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen.